Friends, the, the story of the burning bush is like a key to unlocking so much of God's revelation. I've always felt that um, so much of the foundations of what God's revealed and the foundations of the Christian life are present in the story of the burning bush. Think first of uh, God revealing himself in an explicit way to a shepherd. Shepherds uh, were considered the lowest rung of the social ladder. We read elsewhere in Genesis, the, the Egyptians considered them so uh, of such a low social class that they wouldn't even speak to them. It's to a shepherd that God reveals himself in this special way. And of course, this will be beautifully echoed uh, throughout the rest of the biblical revelation with the calling of David, and then most beautifully with the revelation of the Christmas story first uh, to the shepherds, who God reveals in the simplicity and ordinariness. And we see that motif throughout the Bible. Think of um, the way in which the bush is on fire, that it's on fire, but it's not consumed. It's a beautiful lesson in how God chooses to interact with the world that he's created, that he doesn't extinguish and destroy nature, but he works within the context of what it already is. He doesn't extinguish our freedom and consume it doesn't extinguish and, and destroy human nature. He works and cooperates with our contribution within it. Think of the beautiful instruction that Moses is told to remove his sandals before he steps on holy ground, and how that instruction has served as kind of just an incentive down through the, the Christian centuries and the Jewish centuries to serve as a reminder that when we come into the presence of God, we should treat it with a degree of reverence and dignity that we don't treat other things. That we treat sacred worship and we treat the sacred as something that deserves our special piety, our special devotion, uh, our special commitment. Think of the name that he reveals to Moses, a strange name, I am who I am. But that name that is almost seemingly nonsensical has been the source of so much philosophical musing over the centuries on the nature of God, and God defining himself as precisely undefinable, that he is the one necessary being that is not limited by all the dimensions of existence that we are limited by. So that strange name given to a shepherd has probably been the single most commented name in the Christian tradition when philosophers and theologians are trying to understand the nature of God. Think of uh, right after this story, Moses says to God, um, you know, people are going to think I'm nuts when I tell them that I saw a bush speaking to me and that they gave me this crazy name to tell you. And God's like, yeah, that is kind of crazy. And so God says, I'll give you three miracles to corroborate right, the, the message that I've given to you. To me, that's right after this passage, and to me that speaks to the evidential nature of faith and that God understands that if he's going to speak a divine message, right, that he's got to give us some evidence and proof right, that he is who he says he is. And so to me, like all of this is, is captured in this one story. And here's the thing. I'm not going to preach about any of that. I was expecting a laugh there. But, um, it was more horror, like this should be the end of the homily. But I actually, 
I want to preach on something different, uh, which is uh, the burning bush as a spiritual metaphor for the for our spiritual life. Um, and I'm getting this from a student actually, uh, who we had an event in the fall uh, called Fire for the Soul out there, a bonfire pit, and um, it was just kind of a low-key evening. We had some music, and then one of the students on the religious committee gave a talk, and uh, her name's Ruthie Soriano. Uh, Rose is here, her sister, but Ruthie, I don't think, is here, the bride here tonight. And I asked Ruthie if I could um, give you her main insights from that, because I think I thought they were amazing at the time. And uh, I texted her this week. I was like, do you still have that talk? And she did. So I want to share with you a few things she, because what she did is we sat around the fire, and, it, and she used the burning bush as kind of a metaphor for a couple aspects of her own walk with the Lord um, that I think beautifully apply probably uh, to all of us. The first thing she, Ruthie reflected on was the different size of the flames of a fire and how that corresponded to her experience with the Holy Spirit and the Lord in her life. At times, she's felt the overwhelming power of the Spirit, the big flames. At times, she's felt the flames have been much smaller. Um, I like to, I guess, compare that a little bit to the spiritual tradition in terms of consolation and desolation. We go through periods where maybe more intimately we feel the power of God, and other times where it seems to be somewhat diminished. Um, not everything is a mountaintop experience like the Transfiguration story from last week's gospel. Sometimes it's 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 much different than that. The flame seems to be almost dying out. Um, but she said one thing cool. She said is she said the small flames are just one log away from growing into big ones again. Um, and and that spoke to her of like of her of her contribution in making sure that she allows. The, 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 the flame of faith to be fanned by her contribution uh, to the spiritual life. The second thing she reflected on were the coals, the coals of a, of a sort of dying fire, and how even though the, the flames have diminished, the coals remain the hottest part of the fire. And she compared that to the fact that even when she doesn't feel the presence or the power of God in big flames, that God's still there. God's still working, and that God can still use her uh, to communicate God's message with others. So even though the coals don't give off uh, the, the flames, they give off the heat of, of the Holy Spirit, and that even when the flames of the fire have died down, God is still present in her life, and God can still work with her even when she doesn't feel uh, like he is. The third thing she reflected on was the necessity of our contribution. And she said, just like a fire needs oxygen and firewood to be ignited, so too does our relationship with God need our contribution. Right? Without firewood and oxygen, the fire doesn't get started. And she was comparing that in, in her life to the times when she hasn't made a contribution. She just expected God to do everything instead of taking some time to fuel that fire with her own, uh, her own time in prayer, making a commitment to her faith, that if she didn't give it that fuel, that it just it didn't, it didn't ignite, it didn't grow. Um, and so it was, a, it was a call to her and to all of us to make sure, because God, as the burning bush shows, God respects our freedom in the divine human equation. He doesn't consume us. He wants our contribution uh, in in the relationship. 
The fourth thing she reflected on is how the exterior elements of the weather can impact the fire, just like the things that happen outside of our lives, often outside of our control, can certainly impact our spiritual lives. Just like a gust of wind or the rain can sort of put down a fire, so too things that happen to us in our lives can be a source of making it tougher to keep the flame of faith alive in our hearts. And we have to work kind of extra hard that we cultivate the aspects of our faith that allow us to persevere and sustain our faith when things outside of our control intervene. And the last thing she talked about is how the Christian life, a life animated by the flame of faith of the Holy Spirit, is meant to emit light and warmth. That if you look at somebody and you say, there's a lot of darkness and a lot of coldness there, you're not seeing the Christian life. I was thinking about this too with the fruits of the Spirit. We had our confirmation retreat yesterday. Becca was there. And we, um, and Elena was there. Uh, we looked at the, the nine fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and how they're meant to be a kind of um, manifestation of, of the life of the Spirit within us. So if we're looking at ourselves or someone else is looking at us and they're not seeing patience, gentleness, gentleness, joy, love, peace, kindness, self-control, if they're not seeing those things and we're not seeing those things in ourselves, then we're not living a life animated by the Holy Spirit. Right, that it, it, uh, we're meant to emit light and warmth, right, if we're, if we're animated by the Spirit. And if we're not, then it's an examination on our hearts that we're not giving access to the Holy Spirit. We're not disposing ourselves enough to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I don't know about you, but I thought Ruthie's insights there, I don't know if they're correct with fire. Um, you know, I was a crazy kid, but I was never a pyromaniac. <laughs> which is the one thing I wasn't as a young boy. Uh, so I don't know if that corresponds to fire exactly. But to me, they were really interesting reflections on the nature of her own spiritual life, um, the ups and downs. She said, the burning bush is a great visualization of God's love for us and the ups and downs of my relationship with him. That was her kind of summary uh, of the burning bush. And so I invite us to take that uh, advice the gospel today gives kind of a little fodder to that. I love the story of uh, the gardener lets this fig tree grow and nothing happens. And then the owner comes and says, we want to cut it down. And he says, give me one year where I really take care of it. Like I really fertilize it. I really give it the, the nurturing that it needs. And then let's see what happens. That's also kind of what I take from Ruthie's things is we've got to do our part in the, in the cultivation of igniting and of, of fanning the flame of, of the Holy Spirit in our hearts by doing our part, by cultivating that and by fertilizing that and watering that and nurturing that and giving it what it needs so that God can set the flame of our hearts uh, on fire. So as we kind of reach the middle of the Lent season, let's use the burning bush, not just as a metaphor for so many aspects of how God works with us and interacts with us, but as a recipe uh, fire as a metaphor for our own spiritual life. Let's dispose our hearts. Let's give God the oxygen and the wood that he needs in order to set the flame of our hearts.